Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast hosted by me, Michaela J. Get ready to dive into an action-packed, bougie-based, and spiritually guided experience on all things manifesting your next level lux life. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast with your girl. It is I, the Michaela J, here to teach you how to manifest your next level lux life. We're back with another episode. I feel like this one's a hot topic. I did an Instagram post about this a week ago and it really popped off. You guys really loved that post. So I was like, okay, I want to sit down and record a whole podcast episode talking about this and what I'm even talking about. I'm sure you saw the title, being a college dropout to a seven-figure business owner. And really the things that I had to instill in myself and the things I had to understand about myself to make that happen. This is going to be a super juicy episode, whether or not you own a business. There's so many mindset lessons that we learn through my business growth because it's just something that I've manifested. It doesn't mean you need to be a business owner, but it's something that I have manifested. Before we dive in, life update and sponsor of the week, my life update. Oh my gosh, I had the best time in Texas. You guys might have known that I was just in Austin, Texas. I talked about it all over my Instagram. You guys saw so many stories from the weekend. It was just an amazing time. My husband and I were there for six days and we really just hopped around ate as much vegan food as possible, had coffee, hung out in lots of different areas. And one thing that I realized about myself from being in Austin is that I'm like, okay, we all knew this. This is not anything surprising. I am a formal person. Okay. And that was something I was really slapped in the face with when I was in Austin because all of the dining there, not all of it, but for the most part, the dining scene is so casual. People dress really casually. The food is served very casually. There's a lot of eating outside at just like picnic tables. And I'm the kind of girl where like, I, you guys know me, I love a luxury experience and I love getting dressed up and going to a fancy restaurant. And like, I want my drink to look pretty and I want my food to, I want to take a picture of it and be wowed by my food. I'm used to, and I enjoy luxurious experiences. And being in Austin, I was like, wow, everything here is really, really casual. And it made me realize that that's something that I can love about myself and not in like this materialistic high and mighty way of like, oh, it needs to look nice. But I realized why I'm such a formal person is because I'm so intentional about every area of my life. So being there was really confirming for me or really validating because I'm like, wow, I'm just the type of person where I want to make sure I'm dressed as my next level self. I want to make sure my makeup looks good. And I want to make sure I have on a perfume that makes me feel next level. I want to be in environments that make me feel like, wow, this is luxury. This is bougie. This is like expansive. Even if it's not expensive, you can definitely find those experiences. Like fancy coffee shops. The coffee is going to be the same as if you're going to Starbucks, but you're in a really beautiful environment, right? It was just very validating that, I am a formal person because I'm so intentional about the ways that I live my life. So it was really interesting getting to observe that about myself in a different environment and see how I navigated feeling in the casual settings. Because since it's not as fancy, I was like, wow, especially the first few days, I was like, I don't feel like I'm being so like super intentional. And at the end of the day, it's not about your environment. It's not about how your food is served. It's not even about what your outfit looks like. It's about how you feel and how you choose to feel. And so even though we were doing these casual experiences, I chose to feel like, oh, this is a vibe. And that's easy because I'm like, I'm traveling. I have this freedom. I'm taking these photos and I'm like intentionally enjoying myself. I'm intentionally, I'm not being on my phone. I'm not texting. I'm not all in my DMs. I'm spending quality time with my husband. All of those things are intentional and all of those things make me feel really present and in the moment. But overall in Austin had the best time ever. We're planning another trip in a couple of weeks and the Texas heat, oh, I just loved it because I'm from Nebraska. So I'm used to the humidity and LA doesn't have that. And Los Angeles has been so cold lately. So I really, really appreciated that. 
loved Texas. It was a vibe. And if you saw my Instagram stories, you saw that I took my magnesium with me. You guys know I've been absolutely obsessed with the peach ring magnesium from First Form. I can't get enough. Like I'm sitting here recording the podcast and I'm already thinking about the magnesium I'm going to have before bed. Seriously. Um, and actually some of you have bought some over the last few days. I'm super excited to see you've gotten your hands on some. It's literally the best thing ever, but I brought it on vacation because I wanted to make sure that I could sleep and our Airbnb bed actually wasn't that comfy. So I'm glad I had my magnesium to help knock me out, but best week ever was such a great time. Now, our sponsor for the week is actually a freebie that I just put together for you guys. I'm so excited about this. It's the Rich and Ridiculous Girls Guide to Business Basics. So this is going to be an ebook slash workbook completely for free. It's literally 24 pages. It's loaded, guiding you through the three core foundations that I think you need clarity on to launch, grow, and scale a successful business. These are like foundational things that are going to help guide you in how you create your content and how you sell your offers and how you create things for your business. You have to have these three things like nailed. And without knowing these three things, you're kind of just throwing shit onto the internet aimlessly or praying and wishing upon a star that your business is going to grow. And these are just things that you need to have in place. So I put together a little workbook for you guys. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is put in your name and your email and it gets sent to you right away. You guys are going to love it. It's so cute. It has a million questions and things for you to journal on because it's not like one of those freebies that's like, you need these things and doesn't walk you through how to actually put them together. I'm going to tell you the three things you need clarity on, and then I'm going to take you through the exercises to get clarity on that. Okay. But you guys can get that freebie in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. You can message me and I can't wait to hear how much you guys love it and how much clarity it brings to your business. But without further ado, let's get into the episode of being a college dropout to a seven figure business owner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So to kick this off, I want to tell you guys the story of how all of these things happened, right? The college dropout, how I even got to dropping out, how I got to launching the business and growing it and growing and growing it and things that I had to shift to get there. So After my first year of college, I had already wanted to drop out. My first semester was brutal. I was in some really hard classes. I wasn't making a lot of friends. I just felt really isolated. I felt uncomfortable. I didn't feel like like I fit in. So it was just already mindset drama. And this is pre-spiritual awakening. So I by no means was optimistic in any way, shape, or form. But after my freshman year of college, I decided to study abroad in France over the summer. And before I even left for the study abroad trip, I was at a full rock bottom. I was fully depressed. I lived in a really gross home, like to the extent of like the shower was a shower tub. The tub would fill up with water when you're showering. It wouldn't drain. There are three of us living in there. So you would be like showering with your feet in each other's water. In my kitchen, there was a part of the ceiling that fell through because of raccoons. So there was like a hole in the house. 
it was a, a genuinely like disgusting place. And so it was like, I was living in this gross place and I was miserable. It was working a job that was like 40 hours a week with like really pretentious people. It just was not, there was not a good time. I was not in a good space mentally. And before I left for my study abroad, I sat down with myself and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, something has to change and it has to start with me. And this is the story I always tell when I talk about launch, how I launched my business, because that's what kicked off my spiritual awakening. I don't know where I heard that. Nobody in my life was positive. Nobody in my life was giving optimistic propaganda by any means. And it's just something that came to me. It was genuinely a divine download. So when I say I get these intuitive downloads and when you have your intuition, I really wholeheartedly believe that because that was something just that kicked in to my brain out of nowhere while I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I decided on my city abroad trip because I didn't know anybody there. Nobody knew me. I would be this version of myself I had always wanted to be. I didn't complain. I didn't gossip. I wasn't negative. And I forced myself to follow those guidelines the entire time. Fully immersive experience. And naturally, as those things do, it completely changed my life. So when I came back to Nebraska, when I came back to the States after study abroad, I completely changed my entire life. I lost a lot of friends because I had built friendships off of not like mutual disliking of other people or all we would do is like gossip. It's just negative habits and like toxic negative people. So I lost a lot of friends. And in that free time, I focused on myself, bettering myself. I was studying um, manifestation. I was studying journaling. I was going to yoga class twice a week. I was waking up at 6 a.m. to work out. I was doing all of these things to really pour into me and be the best version of me. Because that summer, I did so much work to be that positive. And I did so much work to be this version of myself. I wasn't going to lose that. And after nine months of studying all of these things and really mastering manifestation in a method that worked for me, I was like, holy shit. I had another mirror moment. I was looking at myself in the mirror after getting ready one day and I was like, holy shit, my whole life has changed. Like I am fully a brand new bitch. I have to teach this to people. I always explain it that it felt like a moral obligation to share with the world what I had learned about mindset, about manifestation, about spirituality. And I started blogging about it and I started working on my first coaching program, which is literally MM Method. That's the very first program I started working on. And I started my podcast and I did all the things. And that's how I launched my business while I was still in school. And so my in my first year of school, I actually like, I really... I hated it. And so it was hard for me to even stay in school in the first place. And then when I launched my business and I was making good money from my business, it was even less motivating to care about school. But I felt bad. And I was also getting paid to go to college. Like I had so many scholarships stacked on top of each other that I had also manifested before I even knew what manifesting was. And I didn't want to lose that. I was using that money to travel. I was using that money to invest in my business. I was using that for school and for rent and all of that as well. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready to give that up. But I was also so miserable in school. And when I became the year before dropping out of college, my last semester on campus, I cried every single day before class for months, the whole semester. I had this like kind of semi-walk-in closet in my apartment, just enough for you to literally take one step in. And I would sit in there and I would look at my clothes, kind of figuring out what to wear to class that day, but mostly to just sit there in a ball or in the fetal position and ball my eyes out because I hated it. I, I felt I was misunderstood. I didn't want to do the homework. I just wanted to spend time focusing on my business, yet I wouldn't allow myself to let go of being in college. And it was really, it was an ego thing. Uh, for a while I was telling myself like, oh, I don't want to let down these people that gave me scholarships, whatever. And I was making money in my business to the point where it's like, I didn't need those refund checks. I didn't need to be in school, but I couldn't seem to let it go. And I remember I had my desk by my window at my apartment and I would look out the window and I'd be like, universe, I need a sign. Send me a white Range Rover so I know I need to drop out of school. And living in Lincoln, Nebraska, Range Rovers were very, very, very rare. 
let alone specifically a white Range Rover because it used to be my dream car. Now it's the car that I drive. Uh, thank you, universe. And I remember so distinctly one time, you like, show me a white Range Rover today if I need to drop out. And I kid you not, 30 seconds later, a white Range Rover drove by on my street and my jaw just dropped. And that would happen often. I would be walking on campus after one of these meltdowns, walking to class anyways with my Starbucks. And I just be like, oh, I hate this so much. Like I just, I need a sign to let it go. And I would see a fucking Range Rover on campus and I'd be like, what the hell? However, I wouldn't listen. I kept asking for these signs. I was receiving the signs and I was not listening. I wouldn't accept the fact that the universe was literally putting me on this path and that I was the only person standing in the way. So this is something that is a huge takeaway. I'm going to call these like mic drop moments here. There's two mic drop moments in this. One, we are the only ones standing in our own way. I knew I was miserable in school. I cried every day. I begged for signs and got them. (laughs) I like knew what I needed to do to make money to drop out of school and not do that anymore. And I made that money and I did those things, but I was still standing in my own fucking way. So you have to think about what goals are you going after right now? What manifestations do you want that you are literally the one blocking them because you're scared or because of your ego? Those are my two big things. I was scared to drop out of college because then I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, okay, well then like if the business doesn't work, I'm not getting the refund checks. And then, okay, then I don't even have a degree. So if the business doesn't work, then like, I don't even have my degree. And so like, and there was just so many scary things. And also the being a business owner, it can be a quote unquote, like gamble of like, oh my gosh, like, is this actually going to like work long-term? I didn't know. I'd, I'd had a business for like not even a year at that point. And sort of those fears. And then there's the ego side of it of like, oh, I don't want to be a dropout or like whatever. And one thing that used to weigh on me a lot was I don't want to become the statistic that I'm supposed to be. You know, they're the kids that they make stats about of like, oh, they come from a broken home or like they're in the system when they're young or they're this, they're that. Like you don't expect them to graduate college. I'm one of those kids. My, like my dad was in prison. I lived alone since I was 15. I was those kids that turned into a statistic, right, based off of my background. However, it took some mindset shifts to get me out of that. It was like, okay, one, I'm not that statistic because I'm doing something different. And even if on paper, yeah, I dropped out, it is that statistic. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares. Okay. So that was one big thing. The second thing that held me back a lot, which I briefly mentioned is that I didn't want to let down the people that gave me scholarships, but people don't give you scholarships to just graduate college and have this people piece of paper. People invest in your success. And once I realized that and reframed that, I realized these people made a great investment because I am already successful. And I was like, this is one of the best investments they could make. Not only am I successful, but I'm running a business that changes thousands and now millions of people's lives. That's the best investment they could ever make if that is what they're doing and having a scholarship committee. And then the third thing was I was the only one standing in my fucking way. So there has to be a point where you just get out of your own way and let yourself have the things that you want. And my other mic drop moment in this is that I was making things harder for myself. I could have just listened. I could have trusted the feelings. Your bad feelings you have about things are telling you something. It was telling me this wasn't the right path. It clearly was not the path of least resistance because I was crying every day in the closet. Because every day that I was driving my car to school and crying in the Starbucks like line, like that, that was a red flag. That is a red flag and I should have listened and I I could have just listened and not put myself through all of that drama. We have to stop making things harder for ourselves. And that doesn't mean that building the business was easy, but I very simply could have just dropped out of college, been way happier, 
opened up so much more of my energy and I probably could have hit the seven figure mark way sooner than I did because if I had just given in, if I had just gotten out of my own fucking way. Those are two big things I really want you to take away from this is that one, get the fuck out of your own way and two, stop making things so hard for yourself. <laughs> stop making things so hard for yourself. And, and kind of three, Listen to the signs of the universe is sending you. If you're asking for it, you better be listening, okay? Let's continue. So when I dropped out, I was actually living in Bali. It was in 2020 before the world crashed and burned. I actually had set up my schedule. Uh, it was my last semester in college. Yes, I dropped out my last semester. Sue me. Um, it was my last semester, and I had a bunch of trips and travel planned. So I intentionally picked all online classes which is so funny because then the whole world shut down, did everything online. But anyways, so I did all online classes and moved to Bali for a couple of months. About, I would say it was one month into being in Bali that I just knew I had to call it quits. So at the beginning of every semester, because I had a business, because I poured so much time into that, I always communicated with my professors, hey, I'm in college full-time, but I also run a business full-time by myself. I'm super busy with work. I'm super busy with school. There's going to be times where I'm traveling and I'm not in class. There's going to be times I have a lot going on with work and I'm going to be turning in late assignments. And I was very upfront about it because I respected my professors and I wanted them to know what was going on uh, and not leave them guessing. And one of my professors for an online class I was taking was really great about it. And she was like, yeah, for sure. Like you might get points deducted for late assignments, but thank you for letting me know, blah, 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 blah. And that same professor, anytime I hadn't turned in an assignment like a week late, she would be following up with me consistently. And it got to the point where I felt really bad because I knew I wasn't going to do the homework. At this point, I was so checked out. I'm running my business. It's growing. I had just hit the quarter of a million dollar mark. I'm living in Bali, right? I don't give two shits about school at this point, you know? I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, and my professor kept emailing me and emailing me. And I realized I would start to go out with my friends and not even like party, but I would be like at a cafe, like having a work date with a friend. And I would feel bad that I was sitting there working and not doing my homework. When I knew that it was more valuable for me to pour my energy into my work, which changes lives rather than just getting a piece of paper at the end of the day. And then my professor was emailing me and I just realized, I know I'm not going to do it. I have to just pull the trigger. And I emailed my professor back and I was like, I'm actually going to be withdrawing. Like, thank you for being so flexible. I really respect you. I respect your time. And I don't want you to constantly be reaching out when I know I'm not doing the work. Basically, I emailed my advisor and called it fucking quits to respect everybody's time and to respect my own energy. You know, I didn't want to be living in this beautiful foreign country, living on an island regretting spending my time at like a beach cafe with my super cool entrepreneur friends. I didn't want to feel bad about living my life in that way while I'm doing the work that I'm meant to be doing on earth. And I'm feeling bad about school, something that makes me miserable that I already know I shouldn't be doing. And so I dropped out. It was the best day ever. And I celebrated so hard. I remember at the time I was living in this villa complex there were four different villas, but we had like a shared kitchen area and a shared pool and like a shared like yoga area. And I remember running out of my villa and like going and hugging one of my like villa roommates and be like, oh my God, I just dropped out of college. And he was like, fuck yeah, Michaela. Like, that's so amazing. I'm so happy for you. Everybody that lived in the complex, we were all entrepreneurs. And so he knew how big of a deal that was. And it was just so exciting. And I felt relieved. I felt like I had my energy back. I felt like those people that were going out of their way to accommodate to me, they got their energy back. And it was just better for the collective. It was the right decision. The universe rejoiced. And that's when I was free of school. I remember when I dropped out, my business was at a quarter of a million dollars. So from there to building to having a seven-figure business, it was all about being consistent and consistently changing the stories in my mind. So one of the biggest things that I started to lean into was changing my stories of the memories I had. And this is such a unique and random thing that I don't feel like anybody talks about, but it 
definitely changed my business because it changed my identity and it helped me learn to trust when things felt and looked impossible. So I started to change my memories and I'm going to give you guys the perfect example of this, but we have memories in our lives that really hurt or that are negative experiences and we make them into evidence of why we can't do something or why we are limited or, oh, well, I think this way because of that experience. And I constantly chose to look at those stories and do the opposite and choose to turn them into ways to highlight myself or highlight things that empowered me. Perfect example, when I, the probably the first example of a time, my first memory of doing this was around my money story. Because when I dropped out, one of my big fears was like, oh my gosh, now I'm not getting these big refund checks. And that means like the business has to keep working because now this is literally my full-time only income It's not that, plus I have this like backbone of school. Um, And so I had to work on my money story and that was a big focus for me. So for example, when I was younger, like really young, my family was in the upper middle class. Like I remember going to get my hair cut at like a fancy salon and before we would go, we would stop at Scooters, which is basically like Starbucks of the Midwest. And I would get this like $9 like cookie coffee smoothie thing. And me and my mom would get manicures and pedicures. My mom was always buying like new coach bags, whatever. So I remember growing up very like upper middle class. We had a nice house, we had a boat. And once I hit the fourth or fifth grade, we became really, really poor for a a lot of different reasons I'm not going to get into, but we were on food stamps. Now we were going to the church to get food. We were like, I never had health insurance. It was like all of these things. And so I started to develop this money story of not only being super poor, but having it all and then losing it all. And that like poverty that we experienced in my family and in my life was from like the fourth, fifth grade on all the way until I launched my own business. Like that never ended up changing. And so again, I had this really damaged money story about how money worked and how money is stressful and how times that money is tight, you're fighting with your family and everything is angry and stressful and whatever. And like, that was the story that I was, I was playing out. But when I went full-time in my business, I knew I not only had to, but I wanted to change that because I didn't want that money story to continue to be the standard. I didn't want that to be how I felt about money, about how I felt around receiving. And so I made the conscious choice to change my story around the memory. And it's a choice to focus on the other stories that surround that. And so what I did, instead of really highlighting this like poverty story that I experienced for the majority of my life, I chose to highlight the feelings and the ease of what it was like when I was really, really young. And to be honest with you, I don't even have that many memories from that time because I was so young. Like I have some core memories of the hum of getting like my hair done at the salon. I have some memories of going back to school shopping. And I always remember being so excited, like get new outfits uh, when I was really young. Like I had very small memories, but I chose to highlight those or reminding myself of how it felt when we would go to the lake and go on our boat or when my family, my parents would host and their friends would come over and we'd have a bunch of food and everybody was hanging out. It was just like an abundance feeling. And so I chose to focus my money story around those times and not around the times that we were super poor. Because remember, basic law of attraction states like attracts like. So if those are the stories I'm telling myself and the energy I'm surrounding myself with money, then that's what I'm going to manifest more of. And so instead of telling myself, instead of telling myself this story constantly of like I was so poor growing up, rags to riches, things were so hard. And it's like, and yeah, that that's the reality. Like it came, I came from literally dirt, nothing. I lived alone since I was 15. But it's like, but I don't let that be my whole personality. You know, I choose to highlight the feelings of having money when I was younger or finding pockets that I felt abundant. Specifically, I remember when I got my very first job, I was a nanny and I was making like decent money for being like 
10, 11, 12 years old, whatever. Yes, I was babysitting that young, which like I should have needed a babysitter, but like whatever. Um, And I remember having money and being able to help pay the bills and be able to go to scooters with my friends and get coffee and like buy snacks at the grocery store in that sense of freedom and ease. And so making this back about like business and building out my business, I really focus on changing the stories around my memories because your memories are what ends up building your identity and also your core values and your core beliefs about how the world works. And so I thought to myself, if I can change the story around my memories, I can change how I view the world and how I view myself. Once you build these walls of this is what happened, this is the story, and this is what I believe in, it's really difficult to see past those walls. We have to take a step to the side and walk around the wall. We have to break down the wall. We have to do something about the wall, but it's difficult when that wall is right in front of you. Perfect example of that is how I felt about my scholarships. Remember, I used to say like, oh, I don't want to let these people down. Like they took a chance on me and gave me this scholarship. I I don't want to let them down. I don't want to like give that up. I don't want them to think I took advantage of that. That was the story. That was the wall I had in front of me. It was like, you get a scholarship, you must graduate, you must impress these people. Until I shifted that story, I broke that wall down. I took a step to the side and walked around that wall and realized people took a chance on me and they bet on me with these scholarships because they invested in my success. That's what they were doing. Not the story I made up in my head of it had to do with the degree. It had to do with my success and the change that I was going to make on this world. But when we're so, again, so wrapped up in these stories, it's really hard to get your brain out of it and to look for different solutions and look for different mindsets. So from the quarter of the million mark to hitting a seven-figure business mark, lots of changing memories and changing identity And once I did that, it was a lot easier for me to continue just going and going and going. Because like I said, and I would say kind of like part one of this, like when I was still in school, I was making things hard for myself. I was standing in my way. And so once I changed those stories, it was really easy for me to get the fuck out of my own way and for me to make things easier and to trust that the intuition I felt I, those were the moves I was supposed to make and be consistent because I know that that's going to add up and not making it mean something, not having all this drama, not making it harder and not like stopping myself when I didn't feel like it. Changing the stories made it easier to keep going. And one thing I want to say about the phase of kind of growing and scaling my business is that I wasn't, I wasn't anything special. I mean, you guys know, like we love MJ world and there's MJ-ness and it's vibe and you guys are here because you guys vibe with me and I vibe with you, which is why I keep showing up week after week. And so, yes, I'm like, everybody's unique and special in their own way, but building a business and growing a business and scaling the business is not anything special. I just kept going. Issue is most people don't keep going. (laughs) Most people don't keep going. And I I wasn't afraid of doing the hard work. I was already scared to drop out and go full-time in my business. And so once I did it, I didn't let fear get in my way. I let that drive me to make sure it didn't happen of like, you know what? That's always a possibility, but I'm not choosing that story for myself. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen, to make sure I can always be employed for myself, to make sure I've always got my back. And I was not afraid to put in that hard work. I wasn't afraid to be consistent. I'm still consistent. You guys see me on Instagram every single day, making posts all the time, podcasts week after week, emails week after week. I'm not afraid of doing the hard work. And what makes your business grow and scale is continuing to show up for that. So here's your next mic drop moment. When you're beginning something, whether it's you just decided on a desire, you just decided on something you're manifesting, you just launched a business, you want to be a content creator, you just posted your first five videos, doesn't matter what it is, you just started a gym routine, you're super motivated. You're super excited. Everybody has the initial hype and inspiration. But once that dies down, what do you do? What do you do? Do you drop off? I'm not motivated. 
I don't feel like it today. I don't want to do it. Do you shy away from the hard work? You know, there's moments where we achieve great success and then we take our foot off the gas. I never stopped being willing to do the hard work. I was always willing to show up and do the hard work. And remember, it's not anything special. I just kept going. I just kept going. And if you're somebody who has a business, you want to launch a business, same thing as being a content creator and you want to go for it, go for it and keep going for it. You don't need to be anything super crazy special. You just need to be yourself and you need to be consistent and you need to change these stories so it's easy for you to do that. I changed all of these memories and these ideas and it wasn't that I had to work hard because I came from like a harder background than the next person. It was, I'm not afraid to work hard because I'm passionate about this and I trust that when I put in this work, the work is going to pay back for me. And I'm going to be consistent, not because I have to work extra hard, but I'm going to be consistent because I want to be, and I want to continue showing up and I want to continue pouring into people and I want to keep going. I constantly feel like I'm just getting started. Like this summer in August is going to be my fifth year anniversary in business, which is absolutely wild. And I always feel like I'm just getting started. I'm just doing new things and I'm just starting this and I'm just starting that. And I, and that's because I keep up this feeling of, I'm not afraid to do the hard work and I'm not afraid to keep going. But again, remember that all came from changing my stories around my memories. You know, we talk a lot here about changing your limiting beliefs and that's, that's exactly what some of this is, but it's, it goes even deeper than that. It's changing your own memories. It's choosing which ones you want to highlight and consciously choosing that the memories that you keep near and dear, that you think of, that you reference as corner, cornerstones of how you view the world and yourself are the best memories you have, are the positive memories you have. Because yeah, you might have been through a lot of shitty stuff. We all have been. But what do you choose to highlight at the end of the day? When we choose to highlight that shitty stuff over and over and over again, we live this life in a victimhood mindset. And if you guys listen to my podcast episode at the beginning of the year, how to make more money in 2023, it was all about choosing to shift out of victimhood mode. When you're in victimhood mode, you're not attracting abundance. You're attracting more lack because you're focusing on so many negative things. So much easier for us to recall our negative experiences because your ego keeps them near and dear, high and dry for you. Uh, your ego keeps them around so you don't hurt yourself or so you don't forget and like forget you went through slang so you don't make a mistake so you don't hurt again. It's all this defense mechanism for our own feelings. But so yeah, it's easy to stay in victimhood mode. But at the end of the day, you need to learn to choose your own hard. And I'm willing to put in the hard work. I'm willing to sit through the hard moments. Everybody's life is always going to go up and down. And I love focusing on mindset and your energy because there's going to be times where you go through really hard shit. Just because we're spiritual doesn't mean we get to bypass all problems ever. There's going to be so many times to go through hard shit. But being optimistic and focusing on your energy and focusing on alignment, even when you're having a bad day, it helps you get through it a little lighter. Might not make it easier. You might not feel better, but it helps you get through knowing there's going to be a reason. You're going to grow through this. You know, this storm is going to pass. I'm willing to sit through the hard things. You have to choose your hard. And there are moments in my business, oh my gosh, moments up and down and up and down from the quarter of the million to the seven figure mark in my business. It's like there's months that I did really, really well and I would have these big launches. And then I, re I remember even when I still lived in Nebraska, there were months when I felt like nobody gave a fuck. I remember going on a walk one day and calling my mom crying and being like, I don't know if it's working. I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like we all have those moments. I remember so distinctly. And she was like, well, what do you feel like you could do? Do you like, you don't want to give up? Like you're really passionate about this. Like what else could you do? And choosing to shift into solution mode and not poor me. And it's hard going through those moments but what's harder is sitting and being habitually disappointed with your life when you could have kept going and pushed through the hard moments to see what was on the other side. Like, 
I remember when I launched my podcast and I um, signed on to start working with my first business coach and I was telling her like, this is what I'm doing with my blog and this is what I'm doing with my podcast and this is the one program I have right now. And she asked me how many downloads I was getting on my podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, like last month I got 30 downloads. (laughs) I remember that so well. And she was like, only 30? What the fuck? And I was like, yeah, 30, 30 downloads. And I was super proud of that because of the hard work I was putting in. After every podcast episode, I was making like five different graphics for Pinterest. I was putting on my Instagram stories. I was making Facebook posts. I used to literally copy and paste the link to my episode and send it to 10 different people. I had a list in my notes in my phone of 10 different people that would either talk, they would have somewhat of an interest in my podcast. They would have asked me a question one time or I felt like spirituality would benefit them. I would literally copy and paste the link and send it to them every fucking week. I'm not even kidding you. I don't think I've ever said that online anywhere. I used to just literally copy and paste links to people praying that they would listen. That was during a time when I felt like nobody gave a fuck. And imagine, imagine if I had stopped. Imagine if I'd stopped. Imagine if I saw those 30 downloads, I sent out all my copy and paste links and no one said anything. People would literally ignore my text. Like nobody, there would be times where I would send it to people and it'd be a month of just me copy and pasting my links and they wouldn't even respond. I'm, I literally am not even kidding you. And so imagine if I looked at that and I looked at the 30 listens and I looked at the feelings, feeling like nobody gave a fuck. Imagine if I gave up. We wouldn't have this community you wouldn't have these episodes twice a week. It wouldn't have impacted literally millions of lives. We're coming up on 3 million downloads on this podcast. Imagine if I gave up during that time, I felt like nobody cared. And that would be crazy. That would be crazy. You're going to experience those moments in business where you're like, this feels like it's not working. This feels like people don't care. It feels like people don't listen. The algorithm is going to change. And you're like, why do I have no views? And like, does everybody hate me on Instagram now? Nobody what cares about me on TikTok. Nobody this, this, or that. There's going to be moments when those feelings are hard to navigate, but choose your heart. When I was on the plane coming back from Austin, I was watching, it was kind of like a little documentary mini movie. And it was all about the book, how, how to not give a fuck or how to, how to stop giving a fuck or something. And he, the author of that made it into like a little documentary. And one of the things he talked about that I really liked was giving a fuck about the right things and also not giving a fuck about the right things. There are certain things that you need to just learn to not care about. And while I do definitely mean actual fears and different things, what I really want you to learn to not give a fuck about is the hard work right? Like right now it is Wednesday at 10 PM and I am recording this episode. I I don't give a fuck that I had to work late today. I don't give a fuck that I have been working since 4 PM. Literally you guys. Well, I stopped an hour to like make and eat dinner, but I have been working for hours and hours and hours. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. It's been a long day. I don't care that I'm tired. I don't care that it's some of it's been hard work. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care because I'm just willing to do it. And when we don't give a fuck about the right things, we expand ourselves so much. It saves us from that inner drama. So of course I want you to not care. I want you to get over your fear of failure. I want you to get over your fear of success, fear of judgment. I want you to not care about the resistance and the sabotage and the failed launches and the hate comments and all the things that come with it. But what I really want you to not give a fuck about is the hard work. I want you to be willing to do that. And when you realize that you're willing to do that, it makes building, growing, and scaling your business so much easier. Because the hard moments are the moments you want to give up, the moments you have this resistance when you're tired and you care a lot about it, you're going to end up giving in and be like, I'm just going to call it a night. But when you don't care and you're willing to do the work and you're willing to show up because you're passionate and you're never going to stop showing up and you're never going to stop doing the things, you save yourself so much energy just from the sheer willingness to deal with it. And the amount, I would say the extent that your success is going to grow 
is equivalent to the extent of hard that you can hold, right? That's why I say like you have to choose your hard. If you're willing to hold hard work, you're willing to hold hard feelings, hard moments, hard months, hard launches, hard comments, you can hold massive success. This is proven with the spiritual law of duality. Everything has an equal and exact opposite in the universe, right? It's There's so much polarity. And if you're willing to hold one side of the spectrum, you can sure as hell hold the other. You can sure as hell hold the other. You guys, I literally got a comment the other day, a review on the podcast. Somebody was upset that I had promoted a company in the podcast. And they were like, it's hard to believe that you even do that because they're probably just sending it to you. And I'm like, that's so frustrating to me because I'm like, if you did like your research, you would see that I was posting this company long before my sponsorship months and months and months ago, taking that product, like that product every single day. Like that's just such an irritating comment. And it's like, oh my gosh, they leave this bad review and they say these things that aren't true. And then it makes me look bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm willing to hold those hard moments because I don't care that they're hard. I don't care that people leave those comments. And it's like, I just choose to move on for the literal 700 five-star reviews I get to read from you guys every week. And also if you guys leave me a review, just know I read every single one of them. I get an email every time you leave me a review, every time you guys read or uh, leave me a little love note in the reviews. I see all of them and that's worth it to me. It's worth it to me to hold the hard comments and hold the hard reviews because there's so many of you that this gets to benefit. And there's so many of you that I, I love so deeply and dearly that leave the sweetest comments. I'm willing to hold the hard because of that. Business is the ultimate spiritual fucking test, you guys, seriously. And at the end of the day, I always say this about manifestation. It's like, how badly do you want it? For me, it's like, how badly do you want to impact people? Badly enough that like when I had 30 listens a month on the podcast, I was copying and pasting to individual people every single week, <laughs> my link that I still kept going. Then even there was a phase where I was getting hate comments left and right. I still kept going because how badly do you want it? Pretty fucking bad. And you know what I give a fuck about? Making an impact and helping you change your life. Because at the beginning of all of this, when I had started my spiritual awakening, I was at rock bottom. There was a hole in my ceiling of the home I lived in from raccoons breaking in, you guys. I, I wish I was kidding about this. The, one of the other people I lived with was Caleb. He can confirm this story. My, me and my best friend Caleb lived in that place with my mom. There was a hole in the ceiling from raccoons. And it goes all the way back to this. I, I wanted that change so badly and I created that change. And if I can help one person feel that same sense of relief, changing their lives, shifting their mindset, that's worth it to me. How badly do you want it? That fucking bad. That fucking bad. I want it badly enough to be consistent and put in the work, especially when it looks like it's not working. I want it badly enough to show up with top-notch quality every single day over and over and over and over and over again. I want it badly enough that I'm willing to not only put in the hard work, but not care that I'm putting in hard work. Worth it to me. And that's why I say I'm not special. This is not a special trait that I have that you don't. I have days when I don't feel like it. Right now, I'm so tired. Like, all I want to do is curl up in my bed and drink my magnesium and go to sleep, right? But I just, like, I don't care. I, I just choose to continue showing up because that's how badly I want it. Most people won't make that choice, but they absolutely can. That's what makes me not special in this sense. They can. You can choose. And it's a choice every single day. If you want it badly enough, you're going to do it. And when you want it badly enough every single day, you're going to be consistent every single day. And I have a firm belief that my success is inevitable. And so if I'm doing things multiple times a day in multiple different areas of my business, in multiple businesses, it's inevitable that they grow. It's inevitable that they that I have a seven-figure business. It's inevitable that I have a seven-figure year. And it's inevitable that I build a $10 million empire. All of that's in- inevitable if I continue to show up, if I continue to not care that I'm putting in hard work, it's always going to take work. And I enjoy doing the hard work because again, I don't care. I'll hold the hard things because I also know, again, everything has an equal and exact opposite. So the more I hold the hard, 
doesn't mean I have more of it, but I'm just willing to deal with it if it's there. The more that I get to hold the ease and the flow and the freedom and the abundance and the impact and the humans and the magic. Okay. So that's my journey of going from a college dropout to a seven-figure business owner. It's all about changing your stories. It's all about choosing what your heart is. It's getting out of your own way. It's continuing to trust your intuition when it looks impossible. It's all about continuing when it looks impossible. Because again, imagine if I stopped podcasting because I was only getting 30 listens a month and everybody was ignoring my texts and nothing seemed to work. Like, why would I want to give up on that dream that has now built this community with 3 million downloads? Like, why would I give that up just because a couple of weeks it felt like it wasn't working? That's not a good enough excuse to throw in the towel. You need to really commit to this mindset that your success is inevitable and you're willing to go through the hard times and willing to deal with the hard emotions and willing to deal with your own inner drama. Because again, me looking at that and seeing, oh, there's only 30 listens this month, being like, oh, nobody gives a fuck. That's a mindset. Those 30 people cared. And so I had to focus on that and not the fact that it wasn't 30,000, not the fact that it wasn't 300,000. I had to focus on there were 30 people out there that cared what I had to say, that were willing and wanted to listen to what I had to say. And I focused on that instead. Being in business will be the biggest spiritual test of your life because it challenges everything that you think about yourself. It challenges your ideas of success. There's a lot of things you make mean about yourself, right? Like if people say mean comments, you're like, oh my gosh, is that actually true? You're constantly faced with these like ego deaths and shadows and up levels and fears that maybe somebody working a nine to five wouldn't necessarily experience in the same way. You feel like everything is on you. It's the most intense little like tornado of a spiritual lesson you can be in, but it's so beautiful. And again, I always come back to how badly do you want it? I wanted it bad enough to be willing to deal with that. And I wanted it bad enough to be willing to work through all of that. That is the most important part. So I hope you guys loved this episode. There's so many amazing gold nuggets in here, whether or not you have a business. I hope you guys found value out of this. If you loved it, please share it with a friend who is a business owner. Please share it with a friend you think would benefit from these gold nuggets or just share over on Instagram. It means so much to me to see that you guys are spreading the word about the MM podcast. And do not forget to snag your freebie. Again, if you guys listen to all of this and you're like, holy shit, like, okay, you've given me the confidence. I'm ready to launch my business. I'm ready to take my business seriously. Don't forget to grab my freebie a rich and ridiculous girl's guide to business basics. Uh, the link is going to be in the show notes. It's also my Instagram bio. You guys are going to love this little workbook. It's going to bring you a lot of clarity and that's what I hope for you. All right. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to go take my little magnesium, which also is linked to the show notes. If you guys want to snag some and I'm going to head, head to bed. I will talk to you guys on Friday in our Friday quickie episode. Thank you again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to leave a five-star rate and review. I love hearing your takeaways and wins from the podcast in the review section. So don't forget. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.